This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast was recorded prior to the Canucks getting absolutely curb stomped by the Colorado Avalanche. Please enjoy the not-so-subtle optimism. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys podcast! Woo! Welcome back, everybody, to the Vancouver Boys podcast. I'm your host this week, Marcus Keller, joined by my fantastic co-hosts, Tyler Erlinson. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> I said fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Not whatever that was. And yeah, Jake, too. Brain, brain damage, maybe. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> All right, we're off to a good Yeah, this is, this is going to be a good one. Episode 31. Uh, episode 31. Wow. We made it. <laughs> yeah, this was always the benchmark. Yeah, huge, huge milestone. <laughs> episode 31. This is our last yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. It is our first episode, though, with our new logo. Is it? It is. All right. <laughs> so anyone who remembers the old one, you're now an OG listener. Yep. Yeah, and anyone new- who voted on the new one, thanks for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and whoever voted it didn't help us at all. We got almost 100 <laughs> votes dead tied at 50-50. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Actually... Nothing. It seems like every time we do a poll lately, it always ends in a tie. Did yeah, you not see the last cl- one? Yeah, the la- it's still right now. It's off by one vote. Yeah. It's I- like 48 to 52%. Like, yeah. I think people are doing this on purpose. Yeah, we have very indecisive <laughs> listeners. Yeah, stop messing with us. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, all that fun stuff aside, uh, I guess we'll jump into the fake sponsor. Then we'll do the rest of the show. Sure, you're the host. I am. Guide us. We're going to. Do this my way. <laughs> just going to close my eyes and you just tell me what to do. Okay. Jesus. Open your eyes. <laughs> That's your first your order. Open. Open your <laughs> first order of business, open your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Second order of business is listen to the fake sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by the all-new Ford Raptor. Much like Travis Green giving Pod Colson ice time, Ford has finally made the right decision by putting a V8 in the Raptor. The Ford Raptor, for when you can't afford a TRX. (laughs) (laughs) That surprised me when I learned that, too, that the Raptor doesn't have a V8 in it. Yeah, it had had a V6 turbo. But it has a a twin turbo V6. Uh, It it did. They are now putting a Shelby GT500 engine in it. Yeah, nice. To compete with the TRX, which has a Hellcat engine in it. (laughs) Because, you know, Chevy will put a Hellcat in anything. (laughs) What? What? Or Dodge. <laughs> well, she- she- is it I, Chevy? I no, Chevy has nothing to do with Dodge. I thought Chevy and Dodge were both owned by the same... No. Huh? Completely different. No, it's... Haven't you heard the commercials? The Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep... Right, it's Chrysler. Okay, yeah. I got Chrysler and Chevrolet yeah. mix. Chrysler, Dodge, Dodge got Jeep, stuck Ram. in the Ford. Yeah, got that's stuck what it is. Chevy got stuck. <laughs> I am my bad. Everyone's yeah. stuck. Yeah. The Dodge and the Chevy are stuck inside each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right. According to Jake's corporate umbrella. Um... If that wasn't convincing enough to get a real sponsor, I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. That's right. I've, well, I forgot to say, we do hope to get a real sponsor one day. As we do. Uh, of <laughs> so. course. Of course. Um, and if you are looking to be that real sponsor, you can always contact us at VancouverBoysHockey at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can also grab us on social media at Vancouver Boys Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube. And on Twitter, we're at Vancouver Boys underscore. 
because we couldn't get Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's right. It was too long of a name to use <laughs> on Twitter. So threw the underscore in there. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Some good transition music there, Tyler. Yeah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> so, so I'm here for. That's our new. That's our new Canucks news music. No, no, <laughs> that's not what it is. I like Ty- Tyler. Do yours now. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah, that's that's better. Bow, right. chicka, wow, wow. Yeah, no, well, that's worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nothing gets me in the mood for Canucks news like hearing whatever that was. <laughs> Tyler moan. Oh, yeah. well, no, no. Oh, yeah. oh God. All right, we're not. No. This is off the rails, yeah. man. Come on, bring it back. Man, if we have any listeners here that don't listen until the end of the show, that sound really confused them. <laughs> like, why did they have that on cue? Yeah. <laughs> um. Getting to that said Canucks news, mm-hmm. um, an interesting week. Since our last episode, they went 1-1-1. One, one, and one. So Good for them. <laughs> something for every type of Canucks fan. The pessimists, the optimists. The masochists. The, the realists. <laughs> <laughs> the pyrotechnists. The rest of the ists. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like they had a pretty good week, I guess. But honestly, only one of those three games I really care about. Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> Let, let's just get it out of the way right now. We went to the Canucks versus Preds game. Yes, we did. It was a blast. It, Great time. It was an entertaining hockey game start to finish. Oh, my God, yeah. It was... I, I had a lot of fun. Me too, until the third period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the third period was a little bit more dull. Yeah. I mean, there was still some action towards the end of the third, but the first two periods, it was back and forth, end to end, coast to coast. You know, the gameplay was just... You know, fast paced. There were chances on both ends. I think that the Canucks kind of dominated at points. I think that the Preds put on a lot of pressure at points. But all in all, it was a great game. Yeah. Up until the third period, <laughs> it was a little bit dull after that. It honestly, it's too bad that it ended in regulation. And I'm not just saying that because we lost and I wanted the extra point. I'm saying it because with how close that game was, it felt like it should have gone to overtime. Yeah, they definitely seem like they're very well matched teams. And each of the three meetings this year are going to be fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. It's too bad the other two are in Nashville, but um, yeah, looks like we're going on a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll do January. That. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, but I wanted to point out a bit of a conversation slash argument that we had at the game there, Jake. Oh, uh, okay. that relates back to last episode of the podcast where we talked uh, right. a, a little bit too much about UC Soros. Not um, enough, but yeah, okay. One thing you brought up, Jake, was that UC Soros has come up with a new technique, let's call it, <laughs> where he will challenge much further outside of the net than most goalies because mm-hmm. he's mo- he's much shorter than most goalies. So this way, there's less to shoot at up top. And, and you know Exactly. However, this technique was somewhat exploited by the Canucks who uh, had Hoaglander and Besser both just deke their way right around him because yeah. he left enough room for a semi-truck to drive between him and the net. Yeah. So it's Fritz and the magic school bus. Yeah, well, I mean, so wait, what? What did you just say? <laughs> Sorry, I, I dismissed that way too quickly. What? Did you say Miss Frizzle and the magic school bus? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Jeez, man, what are you on <laughs> <What>? today, man? <laughs> what, what, no, just why? Like what? I said there was enough room for her to get through there. 
in the bus. Oh, when <laughs> they shrink up and they go up some. Ki- Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was a weird. I'm show. gonna stop talking. Yeah. That was a weird show. Yeah, you ever see that meme of Miss Frizzle doing the the dead? What, or, what, no, what it was chest actual, press. Is it Miss Frizzle? Yeah, it was Miss Frizzle. Oh, yeah. you see her doing the chest press? <laughs> she's got Just like 475 straight. pounds. <laughs> yeah, she's got like five plates on each side, no arch backs, <laughs> tight like small grip, straight up. <laughs> Legendary. Just, Chest pressing yeah. like the weight of the bus. <laughs> yeah, Miss Frizzle's juicing for sure. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> oh, Underneath that blouse, she's just fucking ripped. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you see, Charles. First, before before I, I, I give you my take on it, how um, how observant am I? Hey, that I was like that I saw that happen before like we went to the game. I was like. And then you guys got a chance to see, like I was, it wasn't yeah, just blowing look smoke. At me, like I was I, right. He does sit too far out of the net. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe that should have been my point, but no, I mean, th- there's something to be said about um, him coming too far out of the net now for sure. And the Canucks did exploit that. But I think like, this is kind of when things like that are going to happen with him. You know, he's, they're going to be able to see, okay, look, yeah, this is a little bit too far. Also when he was far out of the net, Besser and Hoaglander were both right in on him. So he didn't need to be that far outside of the net. Yeah. So that's just a matter of him kind of like reining it in and knowing when to kind of overcommit to one side or whatnot. So, you know, things like that will be ironed out in in the short term for sure, I think. Um, And also, I think those were goals that were just really opportunistic. They were things that, you know, maybe, you know, he would have had us, if he was a fraction of a second slower getting across, Besser would have one timed it anyway. I just think that those goals that went in, they were just kind of like whatever. You know, they ended up winning the game anyway, so I'm not really overly concerned about it. But you you talked about this a bit, and it, and it kind of bothered me that you said that. Oh well, you know they can't rely to do that in other games. You know th- this those weren't good goals. They just happened to see all the space there, and they took advantage of it. That's not necessarily an overly skilled thing to do. No, they were pretty pretty nice goals. <laughs> and and th- this this got me thinking because at the time I was mad because I didn't have a comeback locked and loaded, but I've had a week to think about it. So have I. <laughs> so your second goal in that game, do you remember who scored it? The second. Also, don't <laughs> don't refer to me as like the Nashville Predators because I'm just a fan. I'm not the team. The second goal that was the first one was Yossi. The second one was wasn't the tic tac toe play. That was the third. Yeah. What was the second? The second one was just a guy came. He he beat uh, the defenseman. He just oh, rushed in. Yeah, no, that was Matt Duchesne on a breakaway. He went forehand, backhand, roof. That's right. Yeah. So here's here's my problem with that. Was he went in, and and that's fine. He scored. The, the goal itself was great. Yeah. But do you know why he had that opportunity? Um, I don't recall how the play developed. No. It's because Tyler Myers should Sucks. not be an NHL player. <laughs> okay. He was sitting completely flat-footed on the blue line. Duchesne, he had a lot of speed going in. He didn't need a lot of speed going in. Yeah. He could have strolled in, and Myers would, Myers, Myers would not have been able to catch him. Mm-hmm. So I think that that just wasn't a good goal. He just happened to see that Myers is a big, dumb idiot and just yeah, walked no. by him. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Like, against 99% of the other teams in the league, they can't bank on Duchesne blowing past the defenseman and going in on a breakaway every game. No. The point that I made, which our listeners don't know until now, yeah. is the point I made is that the Canucks, they don't have ways they can get goals consistently. They don't have skilled plays set up to score goals. A lot of their goals that they score are weird broken plays, which is a, a large percentage of the goals that happen in the NHL as it is, but it just seems like they aren't 
they aren't generating those nice goals where you see, yeah, okay, you, you can tell something's going to go in and then it does. With them, it's like you feel like a goal is coming, but it never actually comes. That was my big problem with them is that they had all this pressure and the whole time I was like, we're going to get scored on here. Or Nashville's going to get scored on here. Nashville's going to get scored on here. But then they never did. And I was like, okay. So it's like they build up all this pressure, but then nothing comes of it. Want to hear an interesting stat? Uh, no. <laughs> I feel like he's just going to come in and decimate He's going to tell us how much Miss Frizzle could actually <laughs> He's like, I looked into it. <laughs> 7, you guys should see how much you can deadlift. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you want the weight of a bus, I'll give you the weight of a bus. 2K body. on the leg press, by the way. <laughs> no. So, with Tyler Myers and the way the Canucks are kind of doing things, for the first half of the game, Tyler Myers gets a fair amount of minutes. He's playing on the top D pairing with OEL. Mm-hmm. But in the second half, Tucker Pullman practically gets taken out of the lineup, and it's a rotating three of Myers, OEL, and Hughes. And that's when the Canucks do their most damage offensively, is in the second half. So who's to say playing Myers that much is really a bad thing? Hmm. Maybe they should be doing that more. I still say it's a bad and, thing. And giving them, giving them more ice time. All right, Moneyball. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you look at the stats he's getting the most ice time at the end of the game. And it seems to be working. That's when Vancouver's scoring all their goals. Hmm. And it, it seems to all stem from their defense. So Does it? I mean, maybe, but... but no. It's it's tough. Because I mean, there's something to be said about the stats for sure, because you're right. But, like, in the defensive zone, he, he likes, he likes to garbage. check the corner. But yeah, he <laughs> loves to do drop passes in the corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to no one. Yeah. But I'm, t- I'm saying when you need a goal, you're seeing a lot of them, and it's it seems to be working lately. Hmm. Yeah, we well, we are definitely good at the end of third periods because we've scored quite a few goals now with our goalie pulled because we're panicking at the end of the game. That seems to be our thing. That's been happening a little bit less, though, since Travis Green fixed the lines a few games ago. And I got to say, this team, if there was ever any doubt that they were a playoff team, which I know Jake has had. Yeah, I think they're not going to make the playoffs. Out of the three of us, I think I'm the only one that said that. Yeah, I know you were saying that you you don't think that the Canucks are a playoff team, and I wasn't worried about it because I knew it was a slump. And admittedly, the results of the games they're playing haven't gotten that much better, but watching them play has. Visually, they're a much better team than they were at the beginning of the season. If they play, even like their last game against Anaheim, if they play like that most games, they will win most games. They got absolutely goalied by John Gibson there. So I'm not worried. Uh, th- this is a playoff team, and they're starting to play like one. Yeah, John Gibson literally bent the Canucks over that game. So did the refs. Well, that too, but, I mean, Pod Colson and Garland on that third line oh. was the one of the greatest things I've <laughs> I've ever watched. It was, it was insane. The chemistry that they had, the hustle, the board play. If only they had a centerman playing between them. I know. Did, like well, when they played Horvat with them a couple shifts, it was lights out. But when Dickens when Dickinson was out there, it was only Garland and Paul Coles and touching the puck. Dixon, Dix, Dix, <laughs> fucking Dix. No, Dickinson wasn't really doing anything. Here's the thing: I would pay the price of admission just to watch Connor Garland handle the puck and never shoot, and I would be fully entertained the entire time I was at the game. It is nuts how many little spin moves he makes and how he'll go between guys' legs. I've even noticed when he's barely moving, his feet are mo- like he's like running in place. It's crazy. The guy just he's like a he's like a little energizer bunny. He just doesn't run out. That reminds me so much of Rocco Grimaldi. 
Except for Garland's <laughs> a lot better than Rocco yeah. Grimaldi. <laughs> but like that's why I hate Rocco Grimaldi. Because it looks like he's doing a lot, but he does nothing and then loses the puck. But Garland actually Garland doesn't does lose something. the puck. Garland's yeah. been awesome. And anyway. I'm glad I'm glad you brought Speaking up Speaking of Rocco Grimaldi. <laughs> what a goof! Welcome to my section. My segment, I should say, uh, of the show. Yes. My, my, this is the Jake section. This is the Jake section. <laughs> um, are you paying rent for that section? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's free section. Um, Shit. Yeah, it's free real estate. Anyway, um, this is the part of the show where I go and I scour the internet and I find a story that revolves around a player, coach, team, person, personnel, whatever, and I, uh, I show it to the guys and let them know and uh, see if they made a big fool of themselves or not. And I love how every week I never say the same thing. It's always different. Yeah. I just can't figure out how to introduce like, introduce myself. We all try to have our key intros to our segments. Yeah. You have nothing. No. You just have I just scrambling. <laughs> my, just, my, uh, mine starts with Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, this week, how could it not be Aaron Rodgers? The quarterback or maybe former quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, um, sat out and uh made a pretty big fuss um, on social media and a bit of a stir in the political world as well um, about a uh, resistance to vaccinations. Uh, the NFL has been pretty adamant on their policy of um, enforcing their players to have the vaccine to play. And so Aaron Rodgers has missed some time and uh, it looks like he may be forced to sit out some more time. What did he say in the interview? He said he was immunized, right? Yes, that, that's, that's right. I did hear about that, actually. That's the words he used. And it was, I've heard the rumor was that, I guess, so his wife is Canadian or works in Canada or something. And I guess they were saying that he came to Canada, got the AstraZeneca vaccine, which isn't recognized by the NFL as like an effective vaccine. So when he said he was immunized, it was like this kind of weird, like he's almost playing with the words because technically he did get a shot of something, mm -hmm. but Horse then tranquilizer. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. Horse dewormer. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the NFL also fined the green Bay Packers 300 K for violating the, uh, the COVID protocols. And he only paid, I think 14,000 something. So he paid um, like half of it or wait, did you say, no, it was 300K oh, 300 K for the team and he paid 14. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so. that's crazy how they're, you can get a vaccine, but it's just like, yep, yeah, you know what? That one's not good enough. Yeah. That might work. It could work. Yeah. yeah. The same yeah. thing happened with my stepdad. He went and got the AstraZeneca. Oh yeah. He got both his shots and then he had to go get the Pfizer after that because they're like, yeah, you know, we're really not going to accept this anywhere. So if you want to do anything after the fact, you're probably going to need a different vaccine. I've heard that with a lot of airlines now too, that they're requiring that you had two of the same vaccine and it has to be like one of three or four certain vaccines. And if it was either a mix and match of those three or of any other kind, it doesn't count and you cannot get on their airplanes. Yeah, it's crazy. Speaking of airplanes, Jack Eichel got on an airplane and flew to Vegas where he got traded to not five <laughs> hours after we stopped recording our last episode. Yeah, that was frustrating. <laughs> that was, oh my God, I was so mad. I got home. I woke up in the middle of the night to get some water, looked at my phone. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. Jack Eichel got traded. It's not like our episode comes out tomorrow <laughs> with, <laughs> with all our predictions, yeah. which I smoked, by the way. Yeah, well done. I, I guess the exact trade 
when we well not exactly but you did the two key pieces yeah for sure yeah it was uh tuck and krebs, and krebs. <laughs> there you, you, did, you did you did mention draft picks as well well we we knew that there was going to be a future first in there mm-hmm. so you pretty much yeah. nailed it on yeah. that. Uh, other than the second yeah, round i'd, I'd pick. say you got it yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. i'm i would say i got it too but i got some misinformation well, everyone got we'll some misinformation way. because Buffalo lied. Yeah. They, they just straight up pulled a Krill Cappers off and said, hey, we got a better offer. Yeah. And just hope that no one looked into yeah. it. Russia offered us $50 million for Michael. <laughs> yeah. Calgary's offering us Matthew Kachuk, Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah. And, yeah. The rest Markstrom. Of, yeah, and the rest Jerome of the Jerome McGinley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're just going to move Jerome McGinley's yeah. 12 banner from the Saddle Dome. Lanny yeah. McDonald's yeah. headed over there, too. Yeah. His cup ring. <laughs> you now have these Stanley Cup legends. In retirement, but they can play on your <laughs> alumni team. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that. But anyway, that screwed everyone over because most of the predictions we made were the return from Calgary, not from Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I, I was mad about that too because our conversation where we talked about Vegas and I got the prediction was at like the very end of the episode in the inbox where someone says, hey, what if on the off chance he goes to Vegas, what'll happen? Yeah. And I was like, oh, it might be Krebs and Tuck. <laughs> we moved on. Yeah, I was mad about that. Do you think that was a fair trade for Eichel? I would have wanted more if I was Buffalo, but I mean, you know, who wouldn't? I think Colorado got a better return for Matt Duchesne than Vegas got for, or than Buffalo got for Eichel. That's fair. But so. what Buffalo was unwilling to do, though, was have any uh, conditional pieces in the trade, mm. right? Because a lot of yeah, the value is based on. How is Eichel going to come yeah, back, right. and is he going to be as good a- as before, right? And had they been willing to, you know, maybe throw some conditional yeah. uh, picks in there, you know, maybe they would have gotten some more firsts or some more prospects. Mm-hmm. But you you can't do that if you're not going to – if you're not going to gamble, you're not going to get as much of a return. Do you guys think that Eichel pulls a Kucherov and he comes back for first game of the playoffs? Absolutely not. No? You don't think so? I, I don't think he'll be game ready by then. He seems to think he'll be ready by after the Olympic break. Yeah, that's what I saw too, actually. Jesus. I think he's, yeah, I think he's way overestimating how quickly he's going to be able to recover from the surgery. But um, yeah, he thinks he'll be back by March. Well, I, then there's a strong possibility that a Kucherov could be pulled. And, right. And Vegas <laughs> can cheat their way to a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. I'm at the point now where I won't consider it cheating anymore. I considered it when, what? no, well, ha- hang on, hang on. Cause I know I was driving the bus for that Tampa cheated, but here's the thing is they did, but then the NHL did nothing about it. So as far as I'm concerned, while they kind of may have opened the floodgates, they're open now. You can't be mad at someone for going through. So the Canucks should have traded for Eichel. That's what I'm no. hearing. No, no, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I Imagine mean, well, having Eichel with Pod Colson and Garland on the third. Yeah, <laughs> on the hey, third you, line. hey, you said they needed yeah, a center. Yeah, you yeah. can't. Yeah, you can't break up the chemistry between Pearson and Horvat. And God, don't get and the lotto line. Yeah. Well, we will get to that after the break. But I've I've got some opinions on that. Um, yeah. The the other uh, funny piece of news to come out of that Eichel trade was actually a, a quote that uh, Alex Tuck had when he said, "I've dreamed of playing for Buffalo my whole life. I'm Bullshit. so excited." <laughs> yeah, I smell cap. Yeah, there's no way. No one grows up dreaming he, to play for. Buffalo. He grew he, well. He grew up there though, right? That's his hometown team. 
Has he woken up yet? <laughs> yeah, is he still dreaming? He's in a coma. Yeah. Is this like five years ago when Skinner had 40 plus goals? Or was this 12 years ago when yeah. Miller was the goalie and yeah, actually exactly. made the playoffs? Yeah. Hey, time to wake up, buddy. Apparently, that was also <laughs> part of why um, Buffalo decided to go with Vegas over Calgary was they liked Tuck's enthusiasm to go there. And I don't think... Anyone else ever would be enthused to go there. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. You're excited to leave Vegas and go to Buffalo. Regardless of like the teams or personnel or where you're from, leaving Vegas to go to Buffalo. Oh, I heard Matthew Kachuk really wanted to go there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He probably didn't even know he was on the trade block. Buffalo just like, yeah, we're getting Matthew Kachuk. I'm glad you brought up a Kachuk because I have a different Kachuk to talk about here. Or, or should I say, speaking of Kachuk. There you go. Come yeah, on, man. There use you the, go. Use the use only the- transition we know. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the Kachuks, Brady Kachuk has been named captain of the Ottawa Senators. So I'll throw this over to our Senators correspondent here, Jake Jude. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, the um, they named him their captain. I don't really know why. Um, <laughs> yes. Brady Kachuk doesn't really seem like captain material to me. He's a good no. player, but I don't know if he'd be, really be a leader on the team. Um, there is a few players I'd have in mind that I'd make captain before him, but um, I'm interested to, to hear what you guys think about a few of the other players. Did they forget about Thomas Shabbat? <laughs> like, is he, is he invisible? Is he gone? Yeah, that's the big one, right? He's been there longer. He's been more... Uh, impactful. Yeah, like Brady Kachuk, he's a good hockey player. He just held out a contract, missed training camp. That's a captain for you right there. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't need to play. Yeah, not yeah, to mention to not fine. to mention the style of play he has. Yeah. It just doesn't really seem like captain material to me. Yeah. No, absolutely also, not. Like maybe Thomas the, Shabbat. The only reason why I can see them naming him captain is just in an effort to try to keep him around once he hits free agency. Is that enough incentive though? Like that, if anything, that just makes his value higher for other teams, I would think. What, being the captain? Yeah, I think that boosts your value a bit. Yeah, yeah but he's not leaving until free agency. Nobody's touching that contract. Yeah, maybe. Right. Um, well, but I, that, I would take Nylander at his contract over... Kachuk. If I had an option, I'm throwing everything I got at Nylander before I throw anything at Kachuk. Yeah. But that's just it. Once he comes out of that contract, he'll be in his prime. I would have actually waited a while because I think Stutzla would be a really good captain. But I I would obviously, he's a bit young right now. I would have waited a year or two. And I also get that if management's in the position where they're like, okay, we haven't had a captain since Carlson. We need to name someone here. Stutzla's not ready. You know, who do we got? But I think Stutzel yeah. is going to be Thomas the Shabbat. Well, <laughs> the only thing I would be hesitant about with Stutzla is you're right. They would have to wait to name him probably a very long time. Like, I don't think he would be ready for captaincy till like he's at least 25. You got to remember, he's a European born player with very little time played in North America. Yeah, that's true. So great English. You know what I mean? He, he, yeah, he would, he would take a while to kind of like fill out the needs of a captain, right? Cause most of what the captain's duties are is like connecting with the, with the city and being like the face of the franchise. Yeah. And although he may be a player that they all love, I don't know if he really fits the bill. That's why again, the player who I was thinking of was Thomas Shabbat. Shabbat. You have a French player 
in a bilingual city playing for this team. He's been there longer than Kachuk. It just it doesn't make any sense at all why they wouldn't name Shabbat the captain. And I'm really interested to see if he comes out and says anything about it. I, I don't think he will. I know, but like, maybe like down the road, like even like let's say 20 years down the road, even after they're retired, I really want to know what his opinions are on this. Was Ekblad the captain for Florida? No, I don't think so. I don't oh. think he ever was. Okay, I, I thought he had the C for some reason. No. And then I was like, they. I know Barkov has it now. Yeah. But I was like, I could have sworn one year I saw Ekblad wearing a C, and then I'm like, Barkov's got the C. The, they strip him or something. Yeah, I know. Maybe. Yeah, I know. Maybe but, I know sometimes in like the preseason, yeah, they give C's to guys. Maybe. But yeah, no, that Brady Kachuk, captain. Ugh. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me at all. Me neither. Actually, speaking of bilingual markets, I was going to say uh, Price is returning to the NHL pretty soon. Uh, he's come out of the uh, player assistance program, and he's revealed that the reason he checked himself in was actually for substance abuse. It took a lot of guts to admit that, but from what I've seen, there's been an outpouring of support for him online. Jeez, that's uh, I that's news to me. That's um, yeah, I'm I'm really happy for him too. You know, like it's it's good that he was able to admit this. But the one kind of really big thing for me with this whole thing is I'm pretty sure in the post he made on Instagram, he asked for the continued privacy. You know, he wanted people to just kind of accept the information because he was felt like he needed to give an update, but to just kind of respect that and move on, right? And I was watching, I think it was watching TSN the other night, and they literally had the words come out of the, you know, sports center people's mouths of let's throw it to the panel to have them discuss their thoughts on this. And I just thought to myself, like this is exactly what he didn't want. Like he doesn't want a bunch of suits talking about his mental health and his, you know, history with may or may not have a history with, with substance abuse. And even us giving our comments on it, I feel kind of wrong about cause like, yeah, he came out, he explained what, um, what's happening. He gave the update and that should be where it ends. Well, that's, I, I should clarify that, that I was bringing it up as a congratulations. It, it is definitely not something that we're going to dissect here on mm-hmm. the podcast. As it, Really, it's none of our business, and it's none of anyone's business other than his own and his family's. Yeah. Hope he makes it back as soon as possible. Exactly. Absolutely. Just a, a great guy. Absolute legend. So, mm-hmm. And speaking of things that come back really soon, we're going to head to break. But stick around. We'll be on the other side. It's only about 30 seconds. We'll be right back right after a word from our fake sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by the all-new Ford Raptor. Much like Travis Green giving Pod Coles an ice time, Ford has finally made the right decision by putting a V8 in the Raptor. The Ford Raptor when you can't afford a TRX. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name, don't wear it out. Man, we gotta sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Um, a little thing we've been trying to do here a bit more often is we try to get interviews with some of our listeners. We love hearing your guys' takes. We love having you on the show. 
it's so much more fun and it's really kind of what puts us apart from the bigger media stations is we get you guys involved and it's easy to do and it's a lot of fun. We have here on the line Andrew from Memphis. I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, I know you are, Jake. <laughs> yeah, we got another Preds fan here. Hell yeah. Oh, God. I think one is too many of those to have on a podcast. But <laughs> Definitely. Oh, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun having two. Anyway, hopefully you can endure two. We'd like to welcome Andrew onto the podcast. How's it going, Andrew? I'm doing good. Good. It's, it, I'm watching the Preds actually tonight versus Dallas Stars. Hell yeah, man. Go Preds. Hell yeah. I'm cheering for the stars tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm flipping between that and your former Vancouver Grizzlies, now Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, man. You're making That's me right. want to cheer against you more. Are you kidding? <laughs> Give us our team back. What the hell? I mean, damn. I mean, you know, actually, Jaw's like the bomb here. Oh, yeah. Jaw Morant's a beauty. I love Jaw. I'd love to get a Jaw Morant jersey for the studio. That'd yeah, be super cool. That would be wicked. Well, then, Andrew and Jake, I'll put this question out to both of you. Forsberg's out of the lineup right now. How's Nashville looking without him? They're looking not too bad. I mean, they're not too shabby. I mean, they look pretty decent. Yeah, the offense is still cooking. I mean, they managed to beat the, the uh, Canucks pretty easily. So, All right, we'll oh, get yeah. to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> I think they've got enough firepower from other places that they don't really need him in the lineup, but obviously he's going to help. Right. Okay, do you guys think that Nashville is playing a little bit over their heads right now? Do you think they're kind of going to fall off soon, or do you think they can really maintain what they're doing right now? I hope they can maintain, you know, something, you know, make it, make, you know, hope they can be, you know, be a playoff team again. You know, I love, I love it when they're a playoff team. I mean, you know, because that's the place, I mean, between, no offense, between when Memphis has a playoff team and then when Nashville's a playoff team, both teams are rocking. Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine what that city's like when they're uh, when they're in the playoffs. And the last few seasons, they've been well, the last two or three, maybe not so much, but before that, <laughs> the uh, the team was really exciting in the playoffs. They make they made it to the Stanley Cup one year, but one year they, you know, I'll tell you what was cool is, you know, they had a year where they were playing all these. Every time they have like a team come in, like even like Winnipeg Jets, they would take a sledgehammer and beat the crap out of it. You know, they would. <laughs> Yeah, they would have different. I'm serious. They'd have different things. I mean, they'd have cars. I mean, they would even bring a small jet in for Winnipeg Jets and beat the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. man. That this is, is already Jake's favorite episode. Oh, yeah. I can already tell. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen that stuff on social media, but I can't imagine what it would have been like to uh, to go to Smashville and and take a piece out of a jet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just a small one. I mean, it wasn't like a. Some little Cessna, I guess, something that was out of commission that, you know, they were like, well, yeah, yeah, we'll donate to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they didn't have like a Boeing 777 outside. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, or they didn't go into the local army base and hijack a jet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jake's going to fly to Winnipeg with a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. He's going to beat the actual yeah. jets. Yeah. As soon as he gets off the airplane, he's going to start hitting it. Yeah. <laughs> Take care of the Canadian Air Force. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, have you uh, have you ever just feel some jet? You know. Yeah, why not? <laughs> hey, have you uh, have you been to any uh, uh, games in Nashville? That, uh, last week was my first. Like a couple weeks ago was my first one. I, I, I tell you, watching them, I played. They played the Islanders. They scored. We scored. They scored, and then we scored, and then they went to overtime. They both didn't score. And then went to a shootout, and Nashville came out and, and won it in a shootout. 
Oh, that's that awesome. Like a, <laughs> yeah. Can't you got the full experience on your first game. Wow. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, my God. It was crazy. I mean, I sat like 10 rows from the from the ice right behind the team. I sat on the, near the side where the uh, where the Preds score. So. Nice. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. But back in the day, I'll tell you, Memphis had a little minor league team called the Memphis River Kings. Okay. And those were fun. I mean, I, I mean, they used to play at the Mid-South Coliseum. That was a little small stadium. I mean, it was a pretty good stadium to go to. And then it kind of went to shit, like, till about <laughs> 2000. You know, I still, I mean, you know, the River Kings were fun to watch. Yeah, well, I'm glad that but you were able to. a couple of years ago. Yeah, well, I'm glad you were able to uh, find the Preds and, and join the oh, join yeah. the fight. You know, that, you know, and it's always hard to get a ticket sometimes, but, I mean, it's just it's, you know, it's like expensive sometimes. I yeah. mean, it's just nuts, you know. Yeah, I can imagine. But uh, but the sounds of things, well worth it, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was, I, you know, I, I checked that off my bucket list. But the, that night, I had tickets to a, uh, it was the 5,000 show at the Grand Old Opry. Oh, wow. And it Holy Garth Brooks, It was Garth Brooks, Trisha Yearwood, Dustin Lynch, uh, Darius Rucker. That's quite the lineup. Oh, yeah. Chris Jansen. I mean, it was unbelievable. And at the end, it was, you know, Garth Brooks and, and Trisha Yearwood. It was unbelievable. Cool. Wow. And, and they played for a good hour and 15 minutes. I went that afternoon to the hockey game and then went to the concert that night. Oh, that's wicked. Holy yeah, cow, man. man. What a night. Yeah, yeah what I mean, a day. Yeah. Well, I, that, those are uh, two things that are definitely on my bucket list, too, watching a Preds game and uh, heading to the Grand Ole Opry to watch a show. Yeah, cause yeah that's awesome, that, man. That's wicked. I yeah. uh, I have a quick question for you. Have you ever been to a Tennessee Titans game by chance? <laughs> yes. No way. Have you, have you ever yeah. done, like, the tailgating before? Oh, yeah. That's oh, something I've always wanted to do is go go down to the states and watch a football game and just yeah. tailgate before the games. Yeah, this I guy's just, literally yeah. lived my dream. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen so many videos and it's just it looks like such a fun time. Oh, it is. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we can get there one day. But yeah, we're I know I will, home, and we're doing I'll everything. What, Lower Broadway is the shit to go yeah. down there. Oh my gosh, you know. Man, well, this uh, this conversation has slowly turned into uh, sightseeing Nashville. (laughs) Yeah. uh, A little bit away from the Preds. But come to Memphis, too, and have good barbecue, too. Oh, I bet. I've heard that. That's on my bucket list. Yeah, of course. Man, I'm going to eat all of it. I I try to see Elvis run around. You know, if y'all ever see Elvis, let me know up in Vancouver. Well, (laughs) (laughs) something tells me. uh, Yeah. He's uh, he's not with us anymore. But (laughs) he's still alive, you know. Oh, well. Right. No, you're not. Like, he's he's hiding up in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. All right, he's here. It's kind of it's kind of like saying Tupac. He's still alive. Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I believe that one. A hundred percent. I heard yeah. last night. Actually, I heard there were sightings of him in uh, somewhere in like Puerto Rico or yeah, something. Yeah, that was Brazil. He's hanging right. out in Brazil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Um. So I guess uh, we should probably wrap things up pretty quickly here. But um, yeah. there's there's one question that uh, I think we're all kind of dying dying to know. Um, so we're obviously a Vancouver-based podcast. We talk a lot about the Vancouver Canucks and, and sports that happen yeah. up, up here. But uh, how did you manage to find us? Just curious. Uh, Instagram. Sweet. Oh, no kidding. And Well, Instagram and then, well, actually, I found you all on TikTok. So you all on TikTok. Nice. Oh, okay. 
It's crazy how TikTok did, did just you, like get did, everywhere. Did yeah. you see the one where Jake was wearing the Preds jersey? Like, what was it yeah, that drew you in? Preds jersey. Oh, okay, that makes All sense. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw, the, I also saw the one where y'all, y'all had the Preds in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yep. and the frames in the studio. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 We got to make yeah. sure we don't hang it's that my, one up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, well, I. You know, I put on the Preds jersey like one time during one of our live streams, and then all of a sudden we got all these Preds fans. Yeah, they all came out of the woodwork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was gonna let you know if if you want me to send you a Vancouver, they still sell them like a Vancouver Grizzly John Morant jersey. I will send one to you. All right, I might need to hit you up. Yeah, later for that, <laughs> might have to take you up on that, man. Yeah, well, uh, anyway, we really appreciate the time. Uh, we gotta cut the interview though. We gotta go with the rest of the show. But uh, thank okay. you so much for taking the time. We've loved having you on, Andrew. All right, man. All right. Take it easy, man. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Right, take bye. it easy, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Andrew. That was thank a good time. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a blast. You, you made Jake's week. That yeah. was... That yeah. was a lot of fun for us. No all more interviews. We've, <laughs> we've hit yeah, the peak of the mountain. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> no, not even close. If you guys ever have any topics or anything that you're really educated or knowledgeable on and you want to be on the show... Shoot us a DM on any of our platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, it I doesn't matter the team either. You know, we love talking about all teams on here. So that's right. We cover the whole league. Um, I should except for the Minnesota Wild. Except for the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> if you're a Wild fan, fuck you, off. Yeah. It, <laughs> if you're a Wild fan, you get put to the top of the queue because I can't wait to hear a t- Wild fan yeah. speak with Tyler. <laughs> yeah. That being said, any uh, Jets fans out there too, uh, give us a shout. Yeah, don't bother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, we got it, sledgehammers. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. If you would fly <laughs> to Winnipeg, <laughs> take a sledgehammer to your planes. <laughs> okay, that that's we're very nice to people we yes. interview. I we, don't mean that totally. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you are looking to contact us for any form of interview or any reason, really, you can always reach us by email at vancouverboyshockey at gmail you can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube at Vancouver Boys Podcast and Twitter at Vancouver Boys underscore. Well, anyway, we are now in the second half of the show. And for the first time in about a month and a half, we have no Kane or Subban news, but we're going to play you the button anyway. We're going to play you the sound. So, <laughs> this is their segment. They yeah, get there. This, this is where they usually be here. But hey, props to both of them. No bad media. For a month and a half, or sorry, for a week, week. for a week out of the last few months, they went a whole week without making an awful headline for themselves. So well done, boys. Way to go, guys. Can't wait for next week. Since they went a week without it, it's going to be so good. It's going to be both of them next week. (laughs) Floodgates are going to open. Kane's going to come back and Subban's going to slew foot him. (laughs) (laughs) Then go bankrupt. So bad. Oh, it is. Yeah. No. Anyway, we yeah we miss you guys. Do something stupid so we can talk about <laughs> yeah. it, please. Uh, you know who did something the opposite of stupid was Connor McDavid with maybe the goal of the year. I know we're only a few weeks in. Jesus Christ! Did you guys see this goal? Was he playing against a peewee team? Because <laughs> that was some peewee defense right there. I buddy was stick watching for sure, but absolutely beautiful goal. What baffles me about it the most is that, and this was just disrespectful, was that he went to the blue line and then circled back like he was going to wait for the rest of his team to come off the bench. You know, like a human being would do so that you don't go into a four-on-one situation. 
He didn't even try to sneak up the boards. He just cuts through the middle, no help, and says, don't worry, I got this. That's why he's Connor McDavid. <laughs> What's your take on this goal, Jake? <laughs> I think this goal is so overrated. What? <laughs> yeah. I've seen so many media outlets playing this thing on repeat, talking about how it's the goal of the year and how he's the best player he is, but like, like he's, you know, just this goal is, makes him obvious. He's obviously clearly the best player in the world right now. Not saying that he isn't just saying that like, right. they think this goal is like what shows that he's a, you know, step above everyone else. And it isn't. I think a lot of the other goals where he just like goes coast, like from one end of the ice to the other and he yeah. just generates a ton of speed and passes everybody. I think those are far nicer than this goal. And I'll tell you why. You better. So this goal, although it is nice, he does not beat the entire other team like a, like a lot of people seem to think he is. He dangles one defenseman and then does the same move he always does and beats the goalie. Granted, it's a move that works for him and it's a great move, but he does it every time. It's the one where he like stops in the crease and then goes around the goalie. Like it's a nice move, but we've seen it a hundred times before. He does it every time. And the whole like he beats one defenseman, he basically cuts towards the center of the ice like you're saying but neither of the forwards are really checking him they're kind of too far from him so he just cuts up the middle of the ice and then he goes to the defenseman on i think it's the right d so he cuts to the left and then he kind of like like chops his way through the defenseman and around him and then it's just him and the goalie so like for me i look at it and i go yeah he beat a defenseman because like that's all really the defense he had to deal with so i think that it's it's still a nice goal, don't get me wrong. It's just not like this amazing goal that I think we should give so much attention to. I th okay, here's where I'm going to disagree with you. Is you say he shows his most skill when he's doing these coast-to-coast -coast goals. I think those are easier because all he has to do for that is be fast. He's but, just faster okay, than everyone. I, sh I should be a little bit more specific. He still has to beat people when he does that though, right? Like he still yeah. cuts to the outside. Maybe he cuts back inside. So it's very similar style goals. And I think it's more impressive because it shows his speed and his, 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 his aggressiveness to go like up the side and beat multiple people. Right. But I guess what I, I'm trying to say is I think it showcases two different skills. The one where he goes coast to coast for the most part, he'll duck most of the team. He'll mm -hmm. only have to fight the one guy that tries to cut him off at the end, which and is similar to this goal somewhat but this one while he is you're right he doesn't really he doesn't really beat the defenseman it's more the mostly one defenseman but he's got the other one on him too what he shows off with this isn't his foot speed it's his speed with his hands you watch how many times he handles the puck in there it's ridiculous it's insane how many times he goes over top of the puck mm -hmm. it's crazy it's also puck protection too because like any one of those defensemen or forwards would have been able to hit the the puck off his stick if he if he wasn't stick handling in a phone booth there. Yeah. So I think I think everyone was close enough that they could have put a stick on him or something, but just being able to get up to speed that quick to kind of separate that gap from those other players and then walk that defenseman. Yeah. I think it was just still absolutely beautiful. And and I don't disagree with that. I think it was a nice goal. It's just I think there's being too much emphasis put on how he dangled the whole team when he only really dangled one defenseman. The rest just kind of like he kind of skated past, which is like what I was saying before. He does all the time. And they those goals don't get nearly as much attention as this one does. That's my only gripe with it. Right. Because again, it was a very nice goal. I, I, I do get where you're coming from. Like optically, it kind of looks like he beat the whole team just because they're all in the frame mm -hmm. and none of the rest of his team is. Exactly. So, right. Yeah. Like optics okay, so yeah. wise, if you were to take a screenshot of like, 
the play right when he crosses the blue line, you'd say, no, he doesn't score this because that should be impossible. But when you see the way that all the players are moving, you're like, oh, no, 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 there, there's, a, there's a gap there mm-hmm. that, you know, you have to be incredibly talented, but you can do it. Um, speaking of incredibly talented players, McKinnon out three weeks, huge blow to an already struggling Avs team who I had making the finals, by the way, and they have not looked good this year. Well, they have no McKinnon and McCars on the IR. Like they're in rough shape. They have no goalie, no goaltending right now. (laughs) Also there's Samuel Gerard trade rumors. This team's weird, man. Like I don't think picking them to go to the finals is a bad team to pick well before the season it seemed like a an obvious choice yeah yeah. and i think you should still be confident in your pick they're they're a solid team to pick right like and every team has slumps no team's gonna go 82 and 0 Mm -hmm. and um but yeah this definitely does put a blow to the team but i don't know i you know you'd rather see him out three weeks now than three weeks in april or may yeah very true uh another guy that's gonna miss some time and i think this means a lot more than people give it credit for Patrick Line is out four to six weeks, so even longer than McKinnon. Uh, people have not been giving Line enough credit, in my opinion, because he hasn't been great with the Blues over his whole career there. But this season, he's actually been on fire with them. He's over a point per game. He's been a huge piece of their team. That's going to be a major problem for them to be missing for looks like well over a month. By Blues, you meant Blue Jackets, right? Yes, that's what I said was blues jackets. <laughs> I just whispered jackets. <laughs> he just condensed it from blue jackets, and he just took the S from the end of jackets that's and right. added it to blue, so it yeah. became blue. Yeah, like, the, like the Preds. The blues. <laughs> the same and, team. And the, and the blues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's at the end of the day, it's still the Columbus Blue Jackets. They're not going to make the playoffs, I don't think so. Y- you're right. But that's still, even just for the fans, right? Like, that that's a hard thing to do already is support a team that you know is not going to do anything. Then to have, like, one of the most entertaining parts of that team, like a young up-and-comer like that, just kind of out, is kind of like, okay, now 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 what are we doing here? Yeah. Well, I think the big thing for him, though, is, like, Patrick Laine in Columbus is really just generating value for himself. That's the only thing he's really doing there is, like, making himself more valuable for the next team. Yeah. So for him to be out, that obviously hurts his value. So because they're not winning the cup, right? Like it's just yeah. it's all about what they can do with him and how he can make himself more valuable. Probably a conversation for a different podcast episode, but like really wonder where he ends up. You know, like where he goes next. But like, Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody goes yeah. to Vegas. I mean, it's a good guess. Uh, well, yeah. they have to run out of cap space eventually. So oh, cap's not a thing in Vegas. Unlimited cap. He's out four to six weeks. Don't you mean till playoff time? (laughs) (laughs) Until exactly April 15th. (laughs) Imagine Line comes back. Eichel comes back. For some reason, they traded for Malkin and he comes back. (laughs) It's a very good looking team. Speaking of guys who hopefully come back, Jake Neighbors has just been straight up sent down. Oof. Um, Yeah. Hopefully he comes back. But uh, what do you guys make of that situation? Honestly, I think that's the best thing for him because he's playing fourth line right now. He's on a very strong St. Louis team where he's not going to really get any opportunities to work his way up. So I think development-wise, it makes sense to send him down, put him in the minors, let him develop a little bit, work on his game, and then hopefully come back maybe next year as a a bigger piece that can help this team. I'm a little bit surprised just because like the team is doing well and he's not having a great season. 
But I mean, he's still, you know, putting in work. He's developing a little bit, right? Like he's getting better as the season's going along. And, um, you know, I, I hope that this is just a, a small part of the season that he spends in. Um, yeah, he's actually getting sent down to play for the uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings. Oh, okay. My bad. Is it, uh, if they were to keep him up here, it burns a year of his cap. Once you played more than, I think, nine games. Yeah. Mm. So to send him down now and let him yeah. develop and not waste the the year you have on his on yeah. his cap or on his uh, entry level, it yeah. just makes makes sense. Well, for Canucks fans, that hits kind of personally too because this was one of the stupidest things I think Jim Benning did was with Quinn Hughes. He played him for eleven games at the end of one season that we had. That burned a year of his ELC. And mm. because of that, we had that whole debacle trying to sign him and, and Pedersen in the same offseason. Okay, wait, there's two things I want to say here. One, just getting back to the Jake Neighbors thing. Do you think his ceiling is, you know, fourth line, third line? Or do you think he's like a first or second liner? I think on that team, in a few years' time, he could he could crack the probably the, the second line. He could be a, a solid second liner. Because you, you have a lot of older type, more veteran players like yeah, who are gonna, yeah, and age out kind Ryan of Ryan O'Reilly who okay. are going to age probably down more towards the third line roles mm-hmm. in in a few years. And then you have your players like Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo who are going to take kind of over that spot and they're going right, to need yeah. someone to play with. Okay. Um, sorry, the other thing I wanted to mention is you're talking about the Hughes situation where mm-hmm. they played him for those 11 games to burn that one year of his ELC. They did that on purpose. There's a reason for that. So teams will do this because a lot of times they'll look at the players that they have and if they see them becoming really high impact skilled players, they'll play them early in their ELCs to, to kind of get it over with. And then that way they can sign them earlier in their in their careers. When they haven't developed as exactly. much. And so they, they ha- are theoretically worth less. Exactly. So like let's say this year he's in right now was the third year of his ELC. Right. He would, you know, let's say he puts up 80 points this year something crazy right then now he's worth you know he's projected to be you know even more than what he's supposed to make now and it's what like a seven is it seven by seven or seven by eight something like that yeah whatever it is i can't remember the exact numbers but um you know he would have gotten probably more than that had he had a big season this year so that that's the reason why they did that and why a lot of teams do that around the league yeah that makes sense that kind of actually slipped my mind i feel like i had heard about that before even but it just you know yeah so right now Quinn Hughes has 12 points in 12 games, two goals, 10 assists. Yeah. And he's a plus six on a Vancouver team that's been struggling where Hughes has had a uh, revolving door of, say, partners, of D partners with with one of whom is Tyler fucking Myers with with Myers and Pullman and um, Hamannick, kind of everyone getting a turn there with Hughes. and, And he's still. I think surprising people a little bit with with the fact that he's out there for more goals against or goals for than goals against. Imagine what it would be like when he has a steady D partner. Yeah, if the Canucks can never get one of those. Yeah, well, well, we'll see. We'll see. You take Tanev in his last year of his contract, trade yeah. like a seventh for him. <laughs> yeah, too bad we can't afford that. <laughs> yeah. Can't afford nothing. We'll see. Down the road. Down the road. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Hamannick too because an interesting development that's had a lot of confusion around it, Hamannick today got sent down to the AHL, but it's not for the reason a lot of people think. A lot of uh, sports media seems to be not looking too deep into this and saying, oh no, Hamannick's fallen off. That's not the case. 
uh, because his vaccination status isn't adequate to cross the into the states. On this road trip, they've called up Jack Rathbone and put Hamannick in the AHL just to keep him playing until we get back home. So Rathbone is going to get another look in the NHL for a while. So with that being said, does that mean he would only have like one vaccine or, or he's still waiting to go get a second dose or, or something like that? What seems to be the story is that he has one shot, but he's not double vaccinated, which is what is required to get into the States. Yeah. But anyway, I, I honestly think it's kind of good. Rathbone is a player that we kind of knew would be on the edge this year of being an NHL player or an AHL player. So it almost works out that he's almost got scheduled slots in the NHL for Hamannick. Yeah, for now, until if and when Hamannick gets his second shot. And yeah, I just feel bad for Rathbone because, you know, like he's not playing in the NHL right now. He's playing in the AHL. Hamannick is playing in the NHL, but he's sent down to the AHL for now. It just it causes this stupid situation where neither of them are going to get any kind of consistency going in their game, and it could ruin both their years. So. No, but I think it's going to benefit Rathbone just to go down to the AHL, um, develop his skill a little bit more, be one of the better players on that team, have a lot more ice time, and work on some of those rookie mistakes that he does make so that when he comes back to the NHL, he can kind of see where his improvements are and what he needs to work on so that he can continue his work down in the AHL. But Sure, yeah. I mean, hopefully he sees it that way. You never know with with young players and whatnot who just oh I want to be in the NHL I want to be in the NHL, but you know you got to put in your work and uh, hope for the best. Yeah. Well, speaking of getting sent down or moving spots, um, Tanner Pearson has been playing on a line with uh, Hoaglander and Horvat for the last few games, and that that's the line they had running last year. Uh, so they have some chemistry. However, Garland and Pod Colson have been playing phenomenal. And they're on the third line with Dickinson. I cannot get the idea out of my head on what either of those two players would look like replacing Pearson. So playing with Hoaglander, who's a very crafty player, and Horvat, who's one of the most steady centermen in the league. We actually put this to a poll to our listeners. Um, on who, Instagram at Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's right. Who for the second time in as many days disappointed us by giving us a 50-50 vote. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. I don't know if we've ever had a 50-50 vote before two days ago, and now we have two. Um, so thank you all again for nothing, <laughs> as you, we, we don't know what you want. <laughs> However, I will not mince words when I say I want Pearson off that line. I want to know what Garland would look like playing with Horvat and Hoaglander. That would be a crazy line. How long did it take for Benning to realize the mistake of drafting Oli Levy? <laughs> a while, a, a little bit, a little bit. I think we're how getting close. You, <laughs> I think we're getting close. Yeah, we're almost there. Yeah. Uh, how long do you think it's going to take for him to realize he made a mistake re-signing Tanner Pearson? I don't know if he will. We're we're close. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's promising. In in my opinion, I would love to see Tanner Pearson off that line, but I don't think after watching last game, you can pick either Pod Colson or Garland to move up to that line. I feel like you have to take both of them. Okay, so send Hoaglander and Pearson down to the third line. Yeah. And have Pods and Garland on the wings of Horvat. Yes. That, you know what? That actually also makes a ton of sense because that way you have playmaker, grinder, scorer, right? Yeah. Like, like kind of the West Coast have, Express. 
Well, that's also how you build a line in the NHL. Yeah, but the the West Coast Express is like, that was their identity. Like, it it wasn't, you just knew. Like, that's what they were. You you have your Morrison, you have your Nasland, you have your your Bertuzzi. But... Exactly. Pod Colson's going to score goals. If if he's set up and if he's in the right spot, he's going to score goals. When you have a guy like Garland digging and getting him the puck, he's going to have way more opportunities. And then you have Horvat who can play all over the ice. Yeah. And the other good thing about that line is all three of them can cycle the puck really well. Yeah. They can play the boards and then score goals in tight. They can score because they can shoot. Everyone on that line can play together. Like, it just makes sense. Yeah, I fully agree. I fully agree. Whereas with Hoaglander, I love Hoaglander, but he's a little too sporadic to be playing on a line like that. Yeah, I see So having him on the third line and kind of letting him go off and do whatever he wants. Yeah. It'll allow I him to be like, more creative. Yeah, I feel like that'll benefit him more. Yeah, because Pearson and Dickinson, what, the whole problem with them is they're not offensively talented enough. But if you have a guy like Hoaglander who might make the odd mistake or give the puck up while trying to be creative, he's got two really solid defensive players there who can help back him up. Exactly. All right, and I think on that note, it is time to jump into the inbox. Splash. Splash. <laughs> um, we got a few good questions this week, but again, we're going to have to narrow it down just because we don't have time to get to everyone. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'll go with this one because it ties into what we were just saying. Someone asked, should we put Garland on the first power play unit? Absolutely not. The first power play unit is just starting to get a little chemistry back. They're starting to click a little bit. You have all your top players there. On the second unit, you have Garland with OEL who they have chemistry. So I think it just makes sense to keep that together. Yeah. Also it's important to spread out a little bit of the scoring, right? Like you still want your PP two to be effective and, and he could be, he could be really good on, on the second power play unit where he is and he will be in the future too. Especially if you keep pod Colson on that second unit and keep Garland and pod Colson playing together. Cause they're just going to gain more chemistry with every game they play. Yeah. They have chemistry together. They have it with Ekman Larson. It they'll get it going. I think they'll have no problem with that. Hoaglander on that line too. A very creative second unit. Uh, Someone said, uh, this isn't really about hockey, but JT Miller should be mic'd up at all times. (laughs) And I I love it. The guy just goes off so often. Yeah, he really cares about the team and cares about winning. And that's why it's funny to listen to them when they play. Give him the C. Well, all right. (laughs) In another world, hey, he might have got it. Let's just give him the mic first and see in, what happens. In a world where they kept Corey Schneider in that trade, maybe he would have got to see. Well, <laughs> okay. And one kind of funny one here that threw me off a bit was the Canucks need to call up Di Giuseppe, who was a big part of our preseason run. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, that's all I got. <laughs> and played a big role in the Abbotsford game that we went to. Uh, however... I'm not seeing a whole lot of problems with our fourth line right now, so I, I don't uh, I don't think it's necessary, but I don't think it would hurt either, I guess. It's it's just not worth. It's not worth it. Former Nashville Predator. Oh god. Phil D. Giuseppe. Yeah, definitely right. not worth it. That's enough of that. That's yeah, we're jumping out of the inbox. That's jump <laughs> out. Like yeah. It's like the dripping water when you walk up the stairs yeah. out of a pool. That's Speaking of dripping. <laughs> what? Have you ever heard What? The, <laughs> have you ever heard the saying in the NBA when a guy's like doing really well, when he like, you know, makes a lot of shots, he's he's dripping wet. You ever heard that saying? 
Are you soaking wet? Yeah. No. He's yeah. looking. Like when, when, when a, there's a basketball player who's like hitting a lot of shots, they, they call him wet. I don't know. It's just the same. All right. And uh, if you couldn't already tell, I'd like to quickly talk about the NBA. Because sure. there was a... Um, there was a play. Well, could you call it a play? Did someone get wet? You, yeah, you could call yeah, it a okay. play. Well, there was a play in the NBA where Nikola Jokic, who is a seven footer for the Denver Nuggets, was uh, was he? He was about to take a shot from half court. Yeah, he. Well, he was mid shot. Right, he was mid short, mid shot from half court when Markeith Morris of the LA Clippers, I think, literally like charged at him and body checked him from, from at center court. Oh my. Yeah. And uh you know what? Let's uh let's just show Marcus the video. Okay. I'm excited because like I'm th- this is pretty well known. I'm not a basketball guy. Like I don't watch a lot of it. I don't follow the teams. It's probably the league I know the least about in, in all the major sports in North America. Huge so. basketball guy. <laughs> yeah. The, these guys are so However, I'm I am aware of the fact that there's no body checking typically in um in basketball. So and and, and Marcus learned earlier that Ja Morant plays for the Memphis <laughs> yeah. Grizzlies. I learned a lot of things. <laughs> Out of bio, no, Jokic was there. Nuggets have five on four. And Jokic. Oh. Oh. oh damn, he just smokes him. No. Well, he's kind of selling it a little bit, but geez, he just, man, he just runs at him and, oh, what's he, what's he, whoa, oh no, oh no, he's, he's dead, he's, he's been killed, he's been shot, oh man, this is some soccer shit, that's awful, like, like, I, I get it, like, that, that was a bit of a hit, but like, He's he's got like guys under his arms helping him walk, and then he starts rolling on the ground again. <laughs> like Jesus Christ! And this is a six foot nine, three hundred pound monster. <laughs> Man, that's that's embarrassing. That that's my least favorite thing in any sport anywhere is diving. I can't stand it, and it's the well, reason I don't watch soccer. Well, I wouldn't say he dove in this play. Oh, he dove all right. I well, was, I would no, say no, no. Sorry, sorry, dove. sorry. Okay, no, <laughs> I I get like the original hit. Okay, that knocked him over. <laughs> like I get it, but the sell job after yeah. is just like <laughs> yeah. it's so cringy. Yeah, I, I, I hate shit like that. Yeah. But like, granted, that first hit from behind, like the way his neck snaps all the way back, it's right. Just... So why is he grabbing his knees? What <laughs> happened to his legs? Well, if you think like, if you think of it this way, if Morris never hit Jokic while he was shooting, because he's in a vulnerable position, mm-hmm. ribs out, arms up, like yeah. if that never happened. Morris doesn't get dummied from behind, so I think he had every reason. I think he, I think Jokic should have hit him harder. Well, to be honest, should have put him yeah. in a coffin. You know, the play I barely have a problem with. I want more violence in sports. That's that's a good thing as far as I'm concerned. But the NBA is just going to be slam ball. Yeah, I'm alright with it. I'd watch it more. I'll I'll say that. Right. But anyway, no, I just yeah that all the if you're going to sell an injury, at least sell an injury you have. Like, don't start making up. Don't grab random body parts and go, oh, no. Yeah. You yeah, he could have he easily grabbed his neck. Yeah, like, exactly. If you watch the, the video in slow-mo, which I, we won't play, but um, his neck, like, it snaps all the way back. It looks like he gets whiplash from yeah. it. Like, and, it's and, pretty bad. But. And if he grabbed his neck, I might have bought it. When he starts grabbing his ankle, like, that's the thing that got hit. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, that, yeah. There you go. I just want, I was just Goof for the week part two. Yeah, because like uh, I see a lot of things that I want to talk about and go for the week, but then there's like huge stories that I can't not 
talk about. There's just not enough so, time. Exactly. Yeah. So I just there definitely that. is not enough time. Well, speaking of the time, the time it's it's gotten uh, away from us. It has yet again. It's time for, for Tyler's surprise, surprise headline. headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh yeah. I just realized that. Uh, well, I just had to switch my headphones. They were in the wrong ears. <laughs> <laughs> That's the headline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tyler's he- surprise headline is he has his shoes on the wrong feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> we're not ready for this yet. Oh God! It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It might make you try to kill some painters that are just working on your house. It's Tyler's surprise headline. All right, boys, we're uh, we're jumping out of Thailand here. Oh God! <laughs> and we're making our way back to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> Florida All man. right, we got a good one here. What'd you do this time, Florida man? Florida man arrested for attempting to break into jail. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would say mission failed successfully. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like he was trying to not get on to Tyler's surprise headline. It was like, no, I'm just going to sneak in so I don't even have to do anything. There's nothing to talk about. I just, I'm in jail. Something tells me this headline isn't over yet, though. (laughs) Oh, no. The holidays are a time to reconnect with old friends. But breaking into jail may not be the best way to do that. (laughs) Authorities in Indian River County, Florida, arrested a man after he allegedly tried to break into county jail by ramming his car into the front door... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then trying to climb the fence to which he got stuck on all the barbed wire. <laughs> Man, this guy's not subtle. No. Like, he not could have driven his car bit. into any part of the fence. He went for the front door. <laughs> you know what would be a good idea? <laughs> uh, Rempy was taken into custody. Rempy? Rempy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. I thought, I thought that him. name was reserved for people's pets. Yeah. <laughs> Rempy. <laughs> and treated for minor injuries. Police said he told them he was high on Flocka and just wanted Flocka. to visit his friends who what? were in jail. What is Flocka? I've actually heard of it. It's a street drug that's like exclusive to Florida, but it's huge. It's, it's not exclusive. Yeah. To, of course, they yeah. have their own drug. Yeah. Like, it, well, it's, it's, it's exclusive to like the, the South. It's practically like being on bath salts. It's, okay. Yeah. It's it, but it's like really big down there and not really anywhere. How else. have they contained it to Florida? That's such a weird like. <laughs> it's not allowed to. It's not allowed across the to Florida me, border. <laughs> I think it's almost like a cultural thing. Like they take pride in their in their like homegrown drug. Right. <laughs> like how we have Granville Brewing, they have Flocka. Flocka. Yeah. Florida Flocka. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. What a like like I'm sorry to break it to you, but if you guys were in prison, I was I will not be breaking in to come hang out. <laughs> yeah, sorry, just visit normally. Yeah, <laughs> they have visitation. Hours. <laughs> yeah, or we'll stand to... on the other side of the fence and say hi. I don't know. Also, you said like you said over the holidays, right? What holidays is this guy? <laughs> National Flock of Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no Halloween night. He's like, you know what? It's a good time to visit family, <laughs> visit old friends. <laughs> No, it, it wasn't actually over holiday. That was just the what the reporter had to throw in oh, there. Ah, nah, that's funny that's reporter. Some good writing there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. A little razzle dazzle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy November 9th. <laughs> it's yeah. a, a time to be with family. Yeah. <laughs> in prison. Yeah. 
Oh, Florida man, you never let us down. Anyway, I think that about does it from us here at Vancouver Boys Studios for episode 31. Uh, I'll remind our listeners real quick that if you are looking to get in touch with us for any reason, you can always reach us by email at vancouverboyshockey at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can hit us up at Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube at Vancouver Boys Podcast. And don't forget about Twitter at Vancouver Boys underscore. <laughs> Wait, what? We got to post that on our Instagram. Oh, he no. got, he's got a picture of the fucking... Of Rempy? <laughs> Rempy? We have a picture of Rempy? I've never seen one of them. I know, right? I don't think I've ever once seen a visual of gonna, the subject of a Tyler Surprise that. headline. All right. I'll post it in the group chat. Okay. All right. All right. I, I No, I'm waiting to see this on my phone. I'm not wrapping the episode up until I see Rempy. Okay. Oh, it's oh, it's not a picture of Rempy. It's just a... Oh, no. It, it, it's got Rempy in it. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see him. I thought that was a glare on the camera. It looks oh, like my a God. Stuck in a spider web. That's what he is. <laughs> oh, Rempy, what have you done? Yeah. Look at all the cops standing around, just like they're, they're, they're. Look at this fat fuck. He's got his hands on his hips, just looking up at him. <laughs> hey, like that's Paul Blart. <laughs> this is the least concerned group of cops I've ever seen. Watching someone climb a prison fence, yeah, like, trying to get in. Yeah, like, uh, good luck with that, sir. Oh god. We'll make sure we post this to uh, to our Instagram. Yeah, you you will see this. This will be up there right right after. As soon as I post that the episode is up. The next thing in the story will be this picture of Rempy (laughs) (laughs) from the fence. Sure. Anyway, boy, this was a fun one. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Time to wrap it up. Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining us. And (laughs) fuck. I hate scrambling. He doesn't know how to wrap things up. No, I don't because I I have to throw it to you guys. But I have to. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for sticking around. This has been a blast. And we can't wait to see you guys on episode 32. Yeah. We're going to stream on Twitch. We stream on Twitch every Wednesday. And most Fridays. Yeah. Including the day of this release, I believe. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. I can't watch us on Twitch.